Praise the Lord. To all of our family that's watching and to everyone everywhere, blessings on you. And that song is exactly our, our stand tonight. This is how we fight our battle. It's in the spirit. And we're going to take opportunity to do that in a little bit. I'm not going to take up an official offering. If you have something tonight before you leave or you're watching, please send it in. Or There's offering baskets up here. You can give it before you leave tonight. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord. We're going to really, before this service is over, spend some time in prayer. And I'm inviting all of you at the onset of this, wherever you're watching, to be part of this prayer meeting tonight. Hallelujah. Um, it's no secret that we are in a tremendous battle. Tremendous battle. And we all know uh, that that is concerning the presidential election of these United States. Um, it is something that is only can be won at this point in time in the spirit. And, but I believe that God is more than able and that God can do this and will do this. Praise the Lord. I've been in touch with Pastor Jim Martin and Gary Carpenter throughout the day and the afternoon and uh, just comparing notes in the spirit and what they were saying and what they were hearing. Gary said he was up at 3 and Jim said he was up at 2.30. I said I didn't go to bed till 2. <laughs> and uh, so if you, I said to Jim, Jim, what do you feel? He said, One of the things he said was, of course, he was grieved. Um, especially where um, the body of Christ had anything to do with not doing their part and uh, kind of a righteous anger concerning because I'll guarantee you that more Christians could have done in voting. Um, someone said to me the other day or, or sent something that I've, read supposedly a Christian and said um, this was the essence of it they just wished in essence that we could come together in unity uh, and that the Christians could realize now listen when I say this because it sounds real real spiritual real spiritual but that's how a religious mindset is uh, and if you happen to, to be watching this, which you're probably not, I want to tell you how much I love you, although I don't know you. But it sounds really good when you say, I just wish Christians would understand that it's far more important to get souls saved than it is to elect a president into office. In other words, th that should be, it's that, doesn't that sound good? Because it sounds like, it sounds perfect in that souls are first and uh, uh, they were concerned, the essence of it were, they were concerned about the disunity in the body of Christ. And the body of Christ basically should come together in unity because it's far more important to win souls than it is to elect a president. I would say to that, that 
this person would represent much of the body of Christ who has no idea uh, how their minds have been blanketed by a spirit of religion because the essence of doing our part to elect a godly president or of someone that would represent the moral values of the word have everything to do with winning the lost. Everything to do with it. And we have as a nation for the last uh, four decades plus offered our children to the, uh, to the uh, Moloch, the god of children's sacrifice. We have, we have offered them up to Moloch, um, which is the Old Testament god of the Canaanites. Um, and Israel eventually backslid so far that they would offer up their children. And of course, you understand that I'm talking about um, legalized abortion. And so the body of Christ that would have anything to do with not trying to do anything they could, right down to a vote, um, heaven help them. Heaven help them because they're going to stand in judgment before the Lord um, if they did not do their part to cast a ballot towards righteousness. But here we are today in a great, great spiritual battle. As I think about the battles, last night I was sitting there and, you know, I, I had gotten hours of, of prayer time in yesterday, so I was kind of like ready. I, you know, I felt like I could, uh, I could spend more, way more than my regular time in front of the TV. I wanted to watch the results, and so I sat there for several hours. And I don't know how many of you were out there watching or maybe anybody in here, um, and of course, I was watching Fox News. And for the most part, even from the beginning, it began to, uh, as it did four years ago, begin to start, um, even though the Electoral College was at all points uh, well ahead for uh, Joe Biden, it still had the flavor or the sense of direction that four years ago in a momentum that was building towards our president, and uh, they would, uh, Brett Hume, which is, uh, I kind of like him because he's kind of one that'll kind of give you uh, a pretty much honest report. He was the one that was, um, I don't know how many of you watched last time in 2016, but he was the one that was given the, comically giving the Vegas odds, and they were laughing at him, kind of like, you're cr crazy, and uh, as the night went on and the hours went on, um, uh, he kept telling them, this is switching. Vegas is saying this is switching. Well, he did that last night. And as the hours went on and you could see that Florida, and I'm so proud of Florida. Hallelujah. Praise God for Florida. Uh, maybe 400,000 votes plus. I don't know, something for uh, our president. And uh, proud of uh uh, Oklahoma, Gary did his part. Jim did his part. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was praying. I told Candy, we got to do our part. We got to get this thing done. But it was, uh, it was headed in that direction. The hours went by and you could tell that, you know, the, the whole panel was starting to say, this is, we know what's, we're, we're about to really, you could tell that they, they weren't going to say it, 
But you could tell it was about a re-election that was about to take place for President Trump. All of a sudden, uh, it was just like you had um, somebody that was just about to cross the finish line or uh, in my old days when I would watch boxing a lot, it was like you had that guy and you, he was up against the ropes and it was only a matter of just a couple more punches and that was, that was it. He was going to hit the canvas and, you know, he was gone. That was it uh, for a 10 count. But um, all of a sudden, unexpectedly, uh, something come out of nowhere where Arizona uh, did not go with, supposedly, uh, did not go with the president. And, of course, it is being contested, and I believe, I believe that it will be reversed before uh, by the, this week is out. So uh, that's one of the, the ways. In the natural, at this point in time, uh, there is really, except for a miracle, there's really no way in the natural. Um, things begin to change at that point in time, and all of a sudden, if, you're, um, if you can feel things in the spirit, all of a sudden something, there was a jar in the spirit. And the wheels begin to seemingly come off the wagon with that announcement. Things begin to digress. They begin to, to go back, backwards. Um, late this afternoon, and, and I, would, I would encourage you, if you want to spot check the news, for the next few days, that's fine, but do not get in front of it just to listen and watch. Your watching continually won't make anything happen. It won't make any, and you'll eventually, it'll wear you down because at this point in time, um, they're going to tell you there's no way for President Trump to be reelected. They, they, it's very possible that they'll even uh, declare um, Vice President uh, Joe Biden as president in the next couple of days. I don't know. I, I would still say do not be disheartened. Do not be disheartened. Um, the Trump team believe, and I, I don't, you know, they believe most certainly that they're going to win Pennsylvania, uh, North Carolina, and Georgia. One of the things I believe would have happened last night if they would have called those states last night and done what they should have done, the president would have won. You know, it was just a momentous force going forward. Um, there, with this afternoon, with Michigan and Wisconsin being called for Vice President Biden, um, which the president, as of just a few hours ago, had a lead in Michigan, um, uh, they say there's no way that he would have had to have to you know, have North Carolina, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and pick one of those states off. The Trump group, the Trump campaign, believes that they're definitely going to get Georgia and, and North Carolina and win Pennsylvania. They're, from them, they, they say it's not even a feeling. They just absolutely know why they're their calculations that they're going to win Pennsylvania. They believe, they, they sincerely believe that by Friday, um, with their calculations, Arizona will be reversed. That's their belief, okay? Now, I want to read some things to you. First of all, 
I asked the Lord when I got up this morning, so like, what do I hear? One of the things that the Lord said to me, or just brought to my attention, and I won't have us turn there, I'll just tell you, I'll just remind you, you can go there um, and see it for yourself. It's in Exodus, Exodus 17, and you know, I said I wouldn't, but I will, if you want to look at it just real quickly with me. Exodus chapter 17, I'm going to use this for the time being, because I can, and let's look, this is the fight that Joshua had with Amalek, and Moses is still there, and in verse 9 it says, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out, men, and go and fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said unto him, and fought with Amalek. And, Mo and Moses, Aaron, and Hur, those three men, Moses, Aaron, and Hur, went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. So he's watching this. There's a great battle, and of course, it's back and forth. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone, those two other guys, Aaron and Hur, put it underneath him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the one on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomforted Amalek. That means he eventually beat him to pieces, and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under the earth. One other scripture that uh, you might go to. Let me, I had it here just a moment ago. This is in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This is familiar to some. You can turn there if you'd like. But it's 20, 2 Chronicles 20, 20. And this is where King Jehoshaphat, which was one of the few good kings of Judah, was up against impossible odds, absolutely impossible odds. And so I want to go back just for a second and mention the verse of scriptures we just read. What he was saying there to me was this. Uh, the battle is still going, and we have to continue to stay engaged and lift up our hands and not get weary because uh, when we get weary, when Moses began to drop his hands, uh, Amalek began to win. When he could get his hands back up, uh, Joshua and Israel began continued to win, and they won the day. But we're going to have to work, uh, stay in the spirit. As I said, I wouldn't watch too much. Uh, we may spot check it every once in a while to see what's going on, but to sit in front of it, it's not going to do you any good um, because they're going to they're going to give you uh, they're going to give you Amalek's side of it, especially now, even even good good people. Um, this was when Jehoshaphat went out against 
uh, Moab, Mount Seir, and a lot of other bad guys. And there was, sounded like by the earlier reading that there was maybe hundreds of thousands of them. But verse 20 says this, And they rose up early in the morning, went forth into the wilderness of Tekeo, and they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. And of course, the end result is the worshipers went. They won the battle. Um, uh, actually, the Lord set ambushments against these heavily armed nations, and Israel did not even need to fight. But the verse of Scripture there that I wanted to bring to your attention is believing in his prophets. And uh, he said this was Jehoshaphat's encouragement was believe in the prophetic word of the Lord. And if you do, we'll win. We will win. And it'll be an encouragement to you. Um, in just a few moments, uh, Gay is going to come and lead us in some post-election confessions and uh, this is something that Pastor Jim Martin had just come up with this afternoon. Uh, it was amazing because Gay was already on it. She had already come up with some of her own and she looked at it and she goes, this is exactly what I was going to do um, based on, you know, some of the stuff that she had in front of her. Um, so we're going to fight the battle, continue to fight the battle. This is how we fight our battle in the spirit with the word of the Lord. But we're, then we're also going to gather up here, or you can stay in your seat if you like, um, just for the really the remainder of this service to pray. And um, I would encourage you this, a couple of different things that I would um, cite in Scripture. This is, this is what I would say. When, um, when Peter was... When Peter was, uh, the Bible says that, uh, I think it's chapter 12 of Acts, that Peter was apprehended by Herod. Herod was starting to persecute the church. He killed James, the brother of John. And then because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he went and captured Peter. And Peter was in an innermost, if you read that chapter, it's very methodical, talking about how they put him in an inner prison and posted in between two guards with chains and he was you know he was way back in the prison and the bible says that the saints begin to do non-stop intercession for peter they begin to pray and they begin to seek the lord for peter and as a result of it the the angel of the lord came in the middle of the night and totally set peter free unloosed him from his chains took him through two or three different um, positions of that prison and took him all the way to the outside and delivered him. And he, amazing enough, he went to a place where there was a prayer meeting going on for him. And the Bible says they, did, they continually sought the Lord. They ceased not to pray. And when he got there, he knocked on the door. And when he knocked on the door, um, a young lady by the name of Rhoda comes and and says, who's there, basically? And he said, it's Peter. And she was so excited because they were all praying for Peter that she wouldn't even 
opened the unlocked door. She ran back and told them, Peter's here, Peter's here. And they said, no, you're just, you, you're, you're, you're crazy, basically. So what does that tell us, tell us? It tells us that even though they were praying for him, their souls were not really convinced that um, he was going to be able to be released. Their souls were still in a real battle. And what took place was, my, my opinion is this, my, I believe that they were praying in the Spirit primarily because praying in the Holy Ghost, because that, that, that was uh, something that was very strong in the church after the, in the book of Acts. I believe that praying in the Spirit, even though they did not know what they were praying for, superseded any doubt that they had in their soul. And so that's what I want to encourage you to do out there and in here. Tonight we're going to spend some time just sitting and praying in the Spirit. The Lord, you know, I'm pers this is personal to me because I don't want it to be ever sensed that like, you know, it's just personal ever going into the deep groanings of the Spirit. I slipped into that today for a half hour or so and uh, was it was a very deep time of um, weeping and praying in the Spirit, and I knew that God was taking me out for a place of intercession for uh, our nation. I'm encouraging you over the next few days and maybe over the next week or what, stay in the Spirit. The Lord may take, even if He doesn't take you into what we would commonly call the deep groanings, um, he's still going to use your tongue, your, your, your tongue as praying in the spirit to pray the mysteries that will help, um, get this, get this thing done. So, um, let's stay in the spirit. I want to read some prophetic words to you. And I'm thankful that these words came, um, even before tonight and even before last night. I don't know a lot about this man, so I can't validate all of his teachings. Otherwise, I've um, been exposed to him over the last couple months. I don't follow him extensively. So that's a little bit of a disclaimer, but I, I do appreciate him uh, as a, a known prophet, a younger man. His name is Jeremiah Johnson. I want you to listen. I want you to listen to... Um, this prophecy, actually it's part of his book, um, and uh, I'll read, he, this was sent out this morning. Over the past three years, there has been much discussion over Jeremiah's, this was sent from his office, his Jeremiah's book, Trump and the Future of America. One particular interest is chapter 9, where Jeremiah gave his answer to the most frequent question he had been receiving at the time and all throughout the year leading up to November the 3rd. Will Donald Trump win the 2020 election? His answer in, 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 in the chapter titled, The Winner of the 2020 Election is currently unfolding right before our eyes as we watch state polling results trickle in even as this email is being typed. In this chapter, Jeremiah, and I heard him share this some time ago, so this was not, this obviously it's not made up for today. 
Um, in this chapter, Jeremiah discusses a dream he had before he saw a vision of Trump running. And he saw in a vision President Trump running the Boston Marathon. As he approached the finish line, onlookers began to hiss, shout, and spit on the president as he neared closer and closer to the finish. As he drew within 100 yards, you know, that's real close after running 26, 26 2, 26 miles and 2 tenths. As he drew within just 100 yards, the president fell. Completely exhausted and gasping for air to get up and cross the finish line, two older women emerged from the crowd, somehow squeezing past or squeezed past the bulky security guards. One of the two women requiring a walker just to be able to advance closer to the, to the ailing president and the other a cane. Oh, this very well can represent the church and especially the feebleness of the church uh, in its present day place. And as they drew near to him, a supernatural rush of wind enabled them to lift up the president and inch him ever so slightly across the finish line. After the dream, Jeremiah was given the revelation that the two older women represented the role of the praying church and would carry him across the finish line into the last, or in, the, in a last second victory. These two women, the praying church, also represented an entire generation of people in the U.S., the baby boomers. We believe that the baby boomers have done their part in this election to make sure to get out and cast their vote. And at, or as we saw millions standing in lines wrapping around city blocks for the chance to make sure their vote was counted. But now is the time for the supernatural rush of wind that is stirred up by the prayers of the church. Saints, we are right smack in the middle of this prophecy. Will you join in, bombard heaven with your prayers to supernaturally lift up President Trump and help him edge over the finish line. This is what will uh, this is what will ultimately determine the outcome of this long and grueling election. There's an enormous battle raging right now in the spirit realm. The darkness is trying to prevent itself from being exposed. We're calling all saints, intercessors, and prayer warriors to lift up the supernatural wind and help the president who is called for such a time as this to cross the finish line. Will you intercede for this nation with urgency, the JMM team? If you know anything in the spirit, you know that this is a, uh, a war in the spirit. I told Candy, I said, I can just, you know, my peace, my, my self-peace is not lacking or self-disturbed, but I can feel that place in the spirit realm. I can feel the war that is, is out there. Now, I want to read to you this word from Mario Morello Ministries, and uh, he's one that I, I've also just become accustomed to over the last couple months. Um, I really appreciate everything that I've read and heard him say. He's very, very one of the uh, closest guys that I can see so far with 
unless there's any exception that I find in the future, very close to the same vision that we have, believes very strong in praying in tongues, um, and on and on and on. I could say a lot of more good accolades, but I'll just leave it at that. He sent this out, and I, I uh, took it from his website, and uh, it was sent to me earlier. And this is from Mario Morello Ministries. He says, do not fear, hold on, God has a surprise for all of us. And if you know anything about Mario, he works very strongly in the prophetic. And he's been uh, prophesying a lot concerning uh, this last year, concerning America. Um, do not fear, hold on, God has a surprise for all of us. Last night was a shock, but it is not the end of the story. Hold on, do not fear, and you will see the intervention of God. On election day morning, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, something you are not expecting is going to happen tonight. But do not fear, because God has a surprise for all of you. Then I watched as Fox News prematurely announced that Biden had won Arizona. It felt like sabotage. Then Georgia and Pennsylvania stopped counting votes. It threw everything into confusion. That confusion is right now reverberating across America. Many of God's people are in dismayed, are dismayed. Then I remember the chaos that God had warned me was coming in November, and I realized this is it, and I'd heard him prophesy about the chaos that was coming in November. I'd heard that earlier. I too was shaken, he says, until I remembered the promise I had received this morning. But do not fear because God has a surprise, has a surprise for all of you. What did this, uh, why did this happen? It happened because Satan wants to rob the church of her destiny right at the finish line. Why did God allow it? Even though this attack has come from the pit of hell, God is explo uh, exploiting it to demonstrate something to, all of, uh, to us all. The victory he has promised will come. The miracle God is about to do will be something uh, new, something we have never seen before. It is going to, he is going, he is doing it this way so we will know that it is God who has brought this miracle and we did not do it ourselves. We cannot take the credit. We will bow down and worship God for his stunning intervention. Satan has stepped up to attack the church to rattle her faith. This is a, a moment of intimidation where the enemy wants us to in confusion and fear. But God is speaking by his spirit directly to your heart. He is telling you not to fear. He is telling you that he has got this. You must hold on and reject all vain imaginations that Satan is trying to put into your mind. Amen. And you're going to hear a lot of vain imaginations if you spend a whole lot of time in front of the TV listening. Those of us who are the remnant of God must enter into the chambers of God's presence and let this storm pass. 
be sure there will be a powerful judgment from God because he is going to topple arrogant villains. One final tactic is coming at us from heaven, and God is going to use this intervention to promote, to provoke the American church to revival. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27. Praise God. Amen. Now, I don't know, you know, if I believe, if I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to set my posture with the Lord uh, and, and believe His prophets, but I don't know if it's going to be, I, can't, I, don't wanna, I don't want to make it up in my mind that it's got to be this way or that way. It can be uh, a reversal of Arizona, possibly. It can be uh, the Trump administration is um, contesting and will be contesting uh, some of these closer states like um, Wisconsin and Michigan. It may come from there. At this point in time, uh, it seems like it's going to take some kind of reversal because uh, winning, even winning Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania does not quite get him over the line. So something, um, if this is true, and if we stay in prayer, um, something is going to have to take place that people are going to have to say, uh, that was God, that was God. So with that, stay in faith and believe that your prayers, especially those of you that are filled with the Spirit and pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Um, if, you, uh, if the Holy Spirit kind of begins to work on your appetite and you don't eat as much over the next week or so or however long, um, you'll know that the Holy Spirit is, is asking you to do a little bit of fasting. You, even Kenneth Hagin said, you don't, he didn't, at times he said, I didn't fast completely. I just, you know, I didn't gorge myself. I just kind of laid back on things, you know, because you're, you're in a place of intercession for a while. So uh, that might be a good uh, mode of operation to follow as well. So praise the Lord. I'm going to ask Miss Gay to come. She's going to lead us in this brief time of um, confession. I want all of you, please, at home to say these words with us with uh, faith that God is the victor here. And we follow God. Uh, something uh, is not just profitable. We're, we're believing will take place. And after that, uh, we're just going to sit here. Those of you that tune in or you know, come as far as your, this is your church. Um, we'll put on some worship music. Um, we may have the team come back. I don't know. But anyway, I would like for all of us, uh, maybe we'll just put a worship music on so the team can just, they can pray in tongues with us. So find a place if you'd like to come up in a few moments and get around the altar if you want to sit there and pray. We're going to pray up till 9 o'clock tonight. So that'll give us another hour of praying in the Spirit. And over the next few days, you ladies, you men, if while you're walking around the house and you get, oh, 
you know, what I described to you this afternoon, I didn't even know was coming. So um, the Holy Spirit will do that sometimes, and you'll feel like, whoa, <laughs> something's coming here in the Spirit. Give way to that, um, and so I encourage you in, in that. So, Miss Gay, would you please come lead us in some confessions? Father, I present myself to you as one who is willing to make up the hedge and stand in the gap before you on behalf of this election. We come against the spirit of confusion that would want to impact the way the votes are counted. We declare, we declare the spirit of confusion bound in the name of Jesus. According to the power and authority given to me by God, in Jesus' name, I speak to you, spirit of confusion, and I command you to silence your tongue. And cease, your actions. and cease your actions. You will not have impact, will not have impact on, this on this election. I come against every principality, I come against every principality power, power, ruler of darkness, ruler of darkness and, spiritual wickedness, and spiritual wickedness that would present a stronghold, would present a stronghold against, the man against the man God knows should be elected. I speak to you, Spirit, spirit, and command you, you, be cast out now now, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, 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 you have given us the keys to the kingdom. kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth earth is bound in heaven. heaven. Whatever we loose on earth earth is loosed in heaven. heaven. Satan, You and all your devils are bound concerning this nation and this election. None of your plans for interfering with this election will succeed. I call the Father's will to be accomplished. Jesus has completely and totally defeated you. And all of your principalities, principalities, powers and devils, devils. Jesus has made an open show of you you and triumphed over you you for all eternity. eternity. He has given me that same victory. victory. I call you Satan Satan and everything about you and and your devils. Completely, completely, totally, totally, and thoroughly thoroughly defeated in this election. Satan, you and all your devils devils have lost. lost. The victory of Christ Christ is known in this election. election. Satan, Satan, you cannot think straight straight to to carry out your plans. 
You speak against other devils. Your house is divided. It cannot stand. It has come to an end. You are thoroughly and utterly defeated. You walk in blindness. Division has filled your camp. Lord, make your words in our mouth fire. And may the plans of the enemy be as wood. Consumed and devoured by that fire. Set, ambush, set ambushments against all those who are trying to interfere and alter the outcome of this election. May confusion fill their camps. May they devastate each other. May their plans and agendas collapse at their feet. Just as you revealed to Elisha, the plans of the Syrian army expose the plans of the liberals who are trying to corrupt this election. Father, as heirs of salvation, we ask that angels be dispatched to assist these things to be done. Angels, go to your assignments as the Father directs. Enforce the victories we have spoken this day and drive back the forces of evil. Father, we offer up prayer in the Spirit and ask that the Holy Spirit pray through us your perfect will concerning the outcome you desire for this election. Jesus, the government of your kingdom rests upon you. Likewise, I say that the government of this nation rests upon you. May the man the Father wants as our president be elected. May all the votes cast for him be brought to light. Father, this battle is not yours. Wait a minute. Father, <laughs> this battle is not ours. <laughs> it is yours. You are with us. God, we praise you. And we worship you, for your mercy endureth forever. We praise you, Lord, for the beauty of your holiness. We praise you, Lord, for our salvation. We exalt you and glorify you for the victory in this election. All to your glory, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. I just invite you uh, to pray with us. Um, Marty's going to put some uh, music on of some sort, but we'll just sit and pray. 
you're invited to come up if you like. Any place that you find is, is it'll be fine, but just continue to pray. We are aiming our sights at the Lord using us and our prayer to change the outcome of this election. Father, we praise you. We thank you, Lord. Use our intercession. Take us, Lord, these words that have been spoken tonight. Use them in authority and also our tongues as we pray in the Spirit. And Lord, that you'll take us out and even in deep intercession at times, we yield ourselves to you when you want to, to use us as instruments of your grace to change uh, things for what you desire in America. And we worship you, we love you, we praise you for this opportunity, and we give ourselves over to you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love all of you. Uh, we'll pray. If you have anything before you leave tonight to give, um, the containers are available. But let's just worship and let's just pray in tongues. Amen. Or sit there and pray. Glory. <laughs>